presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Winovolin. It's Tuesday, September 7th, and this is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. We've got a busy week ahead and a busy month. Expanded unemployment benefits expire today for 7.5 million people. House committees continue to work on the Dems' reconciliation bill in advance of a September 15th deadline. And the producer price index, a key measure of inflation, is released at the end of the week. But today, we focus on today. One challenge in covering the Democrats' $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill is figuring out a way to convey the sheer enormity of it. Jonathan Weissman from the New York Times today has one of the better distillations of the breadth of the legislation by looking at its, quote, cradle-to-grave qualities. From paid family leave to an expansion of Medicare, funding and support would be added in almost every chapter of a person's life. While previous Democratic administrations shied away from emphasizing the, you know, government part of new government benefits, members of this White House staff are embracing it. A key quote comes from Heather Boucher, one of Biden's top economists, who tells Weissman, if we get this passed a decade from now, people are going to see many more touch points of government supporting them and their families. But before Democrats pass any of this, they will need to deal with keeping the government open after annual funding bills expire October 1st and raising the debt limit. Now, it's pretty unlikely a Democratic Congress and president will allow a government shutdown or a debt default, but keep your eye on what's more important the substance of the reconciliation bill, which is what this Congress will ultimately be remembered for. Next up in Playbook's Policy Palooza series, Universal Paid Leave. Ivanka Trump clinched a version of it for federal workers. Democrats have been pining for it for years. Now it looks like Congress is ready to make Universal Paid Leave a reality as part of their reconciliation package. Unlike other proposals that need to surmount pockets of Democratic opposition, this one seems to be sitting pretty. The biggest bones of contention are over how many weeks of leave to offer and which federal agency should run it, the Social Security Administration or the Department of Treasury. If it happens, Democrats are optimistic they'll be rewarded in next year's midterms, particularly by female voters. There are two different frameworks here. One from Ways and Means Chair Richard Neal, the other from Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. They're both aiming to provide paid leave for up to 12 weeks for the birth or adoption of a child, to care for a family member with a medical condition, or for a personal serious health condition. It'd be for approximately two-thirds of an employee's wages, but no more than $4,800 a month. The difference is, Gillibrand's Family Act calls for Social Security to run the program, while Neal's version of the bill would have Treasury administer it. Also, Neil is pushing for 12 weeks for everyone, while the Senate and the White House are considering a less expensive package with different benefits for different types of leave. The White House is backing Gillibrand's plan. Supporters of that version say it would save money because existing Social Security staff could administer the program. They're also wary of Treasury's ability to manage it well. Ouch. The CBO pegged the cost of Gillibrand's at as much as $500 billion, and Neil's at closer to $600 billion over a decade. But the Biden administration estimates that by phasing in benefits over a longer period of time, the price tag would be about $225 billion. Expect federal paid family leave to be one of the first bills on the docket in the House Ways and Means Committee. That means we could see the text as soon as this week. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. 
At 8.30 a.m. Eastern, the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 9.50, President Biden will depart the White House to head to New Jersey. There, he'll receive a briefing from local leaders on the impacts of Hurricane Ida. At 3.10, he'll head to Queens, where he'll tour a neighborhood and deliver remarks on the administration's response to Hurricane Ida. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will gaggle on Air Force One on the way to Queens. The Senate and the House are out today. One last thing before we get out of here. Impeachment, American Crime Story, which covers the Clinton-Lewinsky saga, premieres tonight on FX. A couple of us have seen some early episodes. Expect to see many, 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 many Twitter threads and hot takes about it tonight. For more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. A belated thank you to Politico's Carlos Prieto for sitting in last Friday. I'm Raguma Naval and have a great week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The federal minimum wage has been stuck at $7.25 an hour since 2009. In the same time, food and beverage costs have increased 18%, transportation costs up 16%, housing costs up 23%, and medical costs up 32%. In 2018, Amazon introduced a starting wage of at least $15 an hour for all U.S. employees. A new, independent study found that Amazon's wage increase produced a 2.6% increase in the average hourly wage among other employers in the same market. Learn more at aboutamazon.com 15. What happens in the corridors of Davos? What's being whispered in the UN smoking lounge? I'm Ryan Heath, and for the better part of a decade, I've been there, reporting on the world's most powerful people. But... I had a whole career before this. On the other side, working for the very people I now cover, as a spokesperson, speechwriter, and strategist. So I've seen them at their best and their worst moments. And I know what trade-offs they make because it used to be my job to make them. What's it sound like when a CEO dodges a question? And what's behind a prime minister's long pause? Of course I'm worried. We're doing this in a pandemic. We all have to be worried. Uh, We need to see what kind of government, the Taliban form. Every week, starting September 15, I'll bring you close to the business leaders, regulators, innovators and lawmakers who run the world, like NATO's Jens Stoltenberg and Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the US ambassador to the UN. They'll describe their vision for shaping the world, and you'll understand what that future means for you. The balance of power is always shifting. Global Insider is how you keep up. So come on, Subscribe to Politico's Global Insider wherever you're listening.